Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. relationships. 
So let's uh, uh, do this right here. Uh, you kind of shared some things on yesterday uh, concerning uh, uh, women of God with uh, Queen Vesta and uh, and uh, with Ruth. And so uh, making the distinction between those two, and I thought that was an excellent uh, uh, word that you uh, shared over the uh, airways on uh, yesterday. Let's do this, if you will. Let's kind of piggyback off of that and uh, going back to kingdom relationships. And But this thing has to become a reality. Um, I've been kind of meditating on um, on our relationships uh, for as, uh, the man's responsibility, the woman's responsibility. I have seen something that's been developed in the in the body of Christ, and I think it's a manipulation. And I want to talk about that, and I want to hear your mindset concerning it. Uh, uh, when I begin to observe, and and uh, uh, more in the Baptist, I'm not a denominational person. Our church is non-denominational, so. Uh, we are not um, uh, um, downgrading or targeting any denomination. It's just observation. Uh, the Baptist ministries that I have observed that is successful is the pastor uh, leading the church, but you don't see his wife playing an active role in ministry. Uh, we see this more in Pentecostal for gospel charismatics and not all of them. Uh, you look at Benny Hinn, uh, uh, his wife played more of a background role. You look at uh, Billy Graham, his wife played more of a background role. You look at um, Kenneth Hagin, his wife played more of a background role. When we begin to see women coming to the forefront, we look at Kenneth Copeland and his wife Gloria Copeland, but they're not pastors of a church. Uh, you look at um, uh, Cleflo Dollar and his wife, they are pastors of a church. Uh, uh, she just began to come uh, uh, out in the forefront. Uh, and the reason I'm bringing this up is uh, because I've seen such a manipulation and so I, we need to. I want to find out what is it? Mm-hmm. A manipulation in the body of Christ with uh, a husband and wives fluent in ministry. I believe it can be successful. Uh, I believe it can. Um, as pastors, now we just, the successful couple that I've seen has been uh, 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 what is it? Kenneth Copeland and his wife, but they're they're more. Uh, itinerary preachers. Even with Fred Price, uh, we see his wife every once in a while uh, she would minister. But she's more on the background, but Fred Price is the the catalyst behind that ministry. But when we when I begin to uh, observe uh, a lot of the pastors uh, and apostolic, prophetic, full gospel, uh, charismatic type ministries, uh, we don't see too many of their wives uh, out in the forefront. Uh, uh, well, we see more with, with them than it is with the Baptists. And, uh, but we don't see a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, now what I have observed is uh, very few women can balance it. Uh, very few women that I've observed uh, know how to uh, allow themselves to be ladies. Um, uh, I see a lot of uh, great women preachers there. They sound masculine, uh, uh, and they carry themselves from time to time, not all, not all, in a masculine way and not balancing their femininity with their call. Uh, one particular person that has been out there in the television ministry for a long time, female, that to me balances it is Marilyn Hickey. Uh, to me, Marilyn Hickey balances it. 
Now, I heard Mally Haken make a statement a while back, years ago, when I first came into the knowledge of who Mally Haken was, that uh, she was lunched by her husband. Uh, she felt the call upon her, and uh, she worked with her husband in the church. Uh, but her ministry was launched based by her husband. Of course, her husband came in agreement. He recognized the call on her life. But one thing I heard her say, that uh, her home was always in order before she did any, any ministry. Now, that's kingdom order. And I believe the reason her ministry is so successful is because of kingdom order. Mm -hmm. She's mature enough and understands her first ministry. It's one thing to preach it and teach it, another thing to live it. Her first ministry is her husband, her family, her husband, her children, all the kids grown now. Uh, uh, when that was in order and solidified, uh, her husband recognized the grace of God on her life and began to release her in ministry. Uh, uh, there's a balance that I noticed with Marilyn Hickey. And what I love about Marilyn Hickey is, is this right here. I don't really watch her ministry. Is now she's raising her daughter up. And her daughter and her is flowing in ministry together. So I believe that God has elevated her and promoted her and preparing her to pass the torch, but God's grace wouldn't be on her like it is if she was a mature woman and walking in kingdom order, understood that her first ministry uh, was her husband. Let me ask you this question here. What do you think the reason, and maybe you could share some of your challenges, reason why a lot of women struggle with balancing, even though they know the scripture, they don't read tons of books, they don't listen to many tapes, and why do they struggle uh, with ministry in their home? Because they say the right thing, but what they do to me, they demonstrate that they value ministry, like Vesta did her position, her placement over her relationship with her husband. What do you think? Uh, first of all, good evening to everyone that's listening at this time. Uh, maybe it's the same thing uh, um, with women today as it was with Vastai back in her day. Uh, we don't read that there was someone in, in Vastai's life to help her in relationship as far as mentorship. So maybe that is the missing ingredient uh, in a lot of ladies' lives, that they don't have another woman of God to help them balance it, to help them to understand um, that my first ministry is my husband and then second is the other things. But my first ministry is my husband. So maybe because they don't have a, another woman of God to help them, they don't have that example before them, they never saw it demonstrated, um, they never saw it modeled before them, and so they don't understand, uh, especially if they grew up in a home where, uh, and it could be just say if there's two different classes of women, like I was bringing out on yesterday. Vasti, we don't read that she had a, another a woman of God in her life, a mentor to help her. We read that about Ruth had Naomi. She pursued Naomi. So, um Voss, uh, we don't read that concern of Vossi, so maybe that's the same situation with a lot of women today, um, that they don't have another woman of God in their life to help them understand their assignment, that your first ministry uh, is your relationship with the Lord and then your husband. So that could be the main, the number one problem. That's good. That's good. Um, then my next question would be to you, then. Uh, if a woman have never had another woman to help mentor her, could she become a woman of God without another woman mentoring her? Can her husband mentor her if if there was never another woman to mentor her? Yes, her husband can mentor her. Um, we see that that's uh, according to uh, Titus. That's in the book of Titus where it, uh, it said the older men are to teach uh, the older women, 
So no, no, no. The older men should teach the younger men, but it was a man that trained the women. Titus was the one that Paul sent to train the older women for the older women to train the younger ladies. Titus was assigned to train the older men for the older men to train the younger men. Okay, thank you for that correction. Um, but yes, our husband, um, if he is in uh, biblical order and he understands um, the order, you know, the kingdom order, uh, I believe he can uh, help his wife. Well, we see it with Adam. Mm-hmm. There was another woman to train Adam. I'm to train Eve. Eve. Mm-hmm. So, but we see that uh, Adam uh, was able to train. See, when it comes down to a relationship with God, uh, that, that's that's what one needs. One that has the ability to hear from God. You could train a dog if you can hear from God, because this, the the heavens is the one that determines everything. So, if the heavens determines everything, the earth was created from the influence of heaven. And so, therefore, everything in this realm has a spiritual connection, a connotation. So, uh, 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 a man can. The only way a man can train his wife or train anybody is the wife got to trust Mm -hmm. and know without a shadow of a doubt that this man is a man of God and called by God. Mm-hmm. So uh, when women struggle in their submission, now let's look at uh, the average woman. Before a woman get married, uh, uh, she want to get married. She re- usually respect the man. She usually uh, uh, submit to the man and when they get married, we begin to see that shift. Why is that? Why she stopped respecting? Why she stopped respecting and submitting. But before they got, before they said, I do, they would do anything. They mm-hmm. submit, yielded, they did everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, served the man, was observative, everything, until they said, I do. Why do you think that shift? Uh, it could be a number of reasons. The number one uh, reason that's coming to my spirit now is uh, a spirit of familiarity. Uh, you know, she probably feels that I have him now, so I don't have to do all of that extra work that I did before I got him. Now that I've said I do, um, you know, I don't have to work that hard. That's probably what she's thinking. We mm-hmm. know that's not true. Uh, but maybe that's why there's a shift in her attitude or her disposition that, you know, she's comfortable now. She's relaxed. She's, you know, the spirit of familiarity. She's gotten familiar with her husband. And so, she you know, um, she feels like she don't have to work that hard, you know. Okay. Then if that is the case, then uh, she was a manipulator. Mm-hmm. She was a manipulator. That means she she lied. Mm-hmm. Uh, her lifestyle was a lie. She uh, operated under the guise of one woman, mm-hmm. and when she said she, when she got the man, then the real her came forth. So, in a situation like that, do you think God would judge that young lady? Uh, yes, I believe God would judge, and um, um, and I, I I don't know if I would uh, say she lied uh, because maybe she uh, again going back to relationship, maybe she's not understanding. You know that she has to continue to, you know, she, you know, in her relationship with the Lord. <laughs> so she, she's not understanding. So you, I'm only uh, communicating based on what you said. You, you made a statement said that she, once she got, uh, she married him, and she, said, well, I don't have to do all of this anymore. So therefore, I'm going to relax, what the case may be, and she started getting familiar. <laughs> I said maybe. I'm not saying that that's the case. Okay, that well, could be that. You know, that could be. It's probably a number of reasons. I just, you know, yeah. pointed out that one because I said, you know, that spirit of familiar, um, what came in my spirit was the spirit of familiarity. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I understand. And maybe if that is the case, mm-hmm. then maybe she, 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 she lied. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe she fringed herself. Mm-hmm. And, and how many people is on their, good, on their best behavior before they get married? Mm-hmm. Majority of people is. So they, they're on their best behavior. Same thing with men. Men will take the young lady out to the best restaurants. Uh, they will do all these wonderful things, whatever the case may be, until they say, I do. Right. Now they're taking them to McDonald's. Right. They will sacrifice. So that's a lie. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, if he knew he was not going to live in the strength of that, then he lied to the young lady. Mm-hmm. He, he fringed himself. He, he, he uh, 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 carried himself a certain way or uh, presented himself. That's the word. He presented himself a certain way, knowing that was not him, mm-hmm. to win her. That's a lie. Yes. Uh, and going back to the, to the, to the female, um, um, if she didn't have some, you know, the one that got familiar with her husband after she said, I do, you know, if she didn't have anybody in her life to help her, you know, keep the balance, keep focused on Christ, keep focused on your husband to, because your husband is your ministry, then she, you know, I believe she will fall in that category where she would get familiar and and, and lose focus, you know, to, to continue to build and strengthen her relationship with her husband. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the women in ministry. Uh uh, I hear a lot of good um, Bible teachers out there, mm-hmm. ladies that preach, prophesy, anointed women. Mm-hmm. And uh, 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 if a lady, let me ask you this question, if a woman that is in ministry mm-hmm. and uh, she's flowing in ministry and uh, but she sees that she's She's better uh, preaching, teaching, flowing the gifts of the Spirit than she is a wife. What do you think that woman should do? Because if she's better at that and not better as a wife, there's unbalance there somewhere. Well, if she's better at one thing, uh, and she's not, if she's better at preaching, prophesying, and laying hands on the sick, and she then she is. There's an imbalance. Then maybe she worked more on preaching, prophesying. Maybe she she perfected that. You know, she worked at that uh, harder than she is at becoming a wife. So uh, if there's, you know, if she's in that, you know, in that category, uh, then uh, you know God has to bring it to her attention that this is stronger than you being a wife, and you being a wife is more important than you preaching, teaching. Um, you know, and laying hands on the sick. Your okay. home is, you know, comes first. That's that's good. Uh, uh, how you articulated that? Then my question would be: If she is better mm-hmm. at preaching and teaching, prophesying, laying hands on the sick, if she's better, that means her heart was geared towards perfecting that. Yes. But what caused her heart to go after that? Probably than her husband. Probably because of the image. You know, uh, when, and I don't know if this is the case. This is just some, what I'm well, you, only what can, I'm, you can only hypothesize, so just go ahead. You only can just share what, what your heart and your mind is. And every every situation is going to be different. Every woman is going to be different. So just share what you, from your perspective. Maybe it's because of her, the image. You know, um, she she likes the uh, uh, approval from from people. You know, she likes the the feeling you know that she feels after you know uh, standing before the people and ministering to them and you know she's been accepted you know and she's um you know she's she's not being rejected they you know so the appearance the image she she likes the external uh which is basically what is leading to that it's more of the external you know receiving that approval from from men uh, but then when she go home maybe there's a She's not um, um, working at that because she, maybe she's not getting what she feels she needs at home, but she's getting it on the outside, and so she's working more on that, and that's becoming number one, and then being a wife is becoming number two, which we know is out of order. Okay, that's 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 excellent what you said. So, so therefore, if she's been validated on the outside, she's mm-hmm. been complimented on the outside, and she's not being as uh, she's not receiving as much compliments on the inside. She's not been validated at home. So therefore, what I'm hearing then that there's there's an internal issue that she has. 
that she's liking in who she is. Yes. She have no clue who she is. So, she, so her identity is really in preaching and teaching and not in being a woman of God. Mm-hmm. A woman of God has nothing to do with preaching and teaching. A woman that's a woman of God, a woman that belongs to God. And she lives, as I heard you share yesterday, because, listen to that, it's impossible for that king to marry her. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. the woman that he called and she didn't come, is not, I guarantee it's not the same woman that he married. Mm-hmm. Now, that problem was always in her heart or... Or it may not always been, it could have been developed. Mm -hmm. Like Satan. Mm -hmm. Uh, God could not have made Lucifer with sin. Mm -hmm. Because God is perfect. Mm -hmm. And God is love. And God is light. So if God is light, everything he creates got to be light. And it got to be perfect. Mm -hmm. So therefore, he did not create Satan. He created Lucifer who became Satan. So that means then... A woman could be, could possibly be something, but change to something else. Yes. So, uh, uh, like Lucifer, changed into Satan, and I changed to Satan when he lost focus of his assignment and his purpose of existence, his purpose of being, his function. So when that took place. Uh, and people begin to exalt the other angels because you know what the scripture says? He was one of the most beautiful angels God ever created. And the Bible says sin was found in it. Mm-hmm. So sin only can be found in a person when they lose focus yes. of, the, of their purpose of being and lose focus of the one that created them. Mm-hmm. As long as your focus is on him, Christ, the one, uh, God, the one that created you, and you know that I'm here to serve him, I'm here to fulfill his will, his purpose, then it's going to be difficult for me to sin against my assignment Mm -hmm. because I'm living strictly for the one that created me and called me into this relationship. Mm -hmm. So listen to uh, Lichonette Vashti. So when the king called her, uh, most likely he done called her many times because and going back to something else you said I thought was very interesting, maybe she didn't have a woman to train her. Uh, when we look at the pattern in the word of the Lord, mm-hmm. the pattern of training a woman to be a queen. Because look at the, path, the, the training of Esther. Vesta most likely went through the same training. Mm-hmm. So training her how to be a queen, how to be a dignitary. Yes. How to carry herself. Yes. And, and 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 look at all the preparation that she went through and soaking in different kinds of perfumes mm-hmm. for months and whatever the case may be. How to talk. How do you approach the king? Uh, 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 you don't come before the king unless you're summoned. All of these uh, is, is training. So the king didn't train, but the king had trainers. Yes. Training a woman how to become a queen. So Vesta, most likely, whatever Esther went through, she had to go through the same thing. Yes. So, so she honored. She thought it was awesome. Man, I'm chosen to be a queen, and so therefore she went through all this preparation, and she ended up losing sight. Mm-hmm. And so now she have these women serving her. Yes. Um when you mentioned that about she lost sight and she went through the different trainings, I was thinking about Esther and uh, Mordecai, how when, it, you know, the situation was different. Uh, Esther, before she she requested to go before the king, Vasti said no when the king requested her, mm-hmm. which was unheard of. So, But Mordecai reminded Esther that even concerning the Jews, you know, they're about to be killed, this this what's going on concerning them, don't think that you're going to be spared, but this is why you come into the kingdom for such a time as this. So with Vasti, she didn't understand, you know, I believe that if she had another woman in, in her life, then uh, perhaps she she would not have said no, because like you said, she went through all that training, so she should have known, we think, she should have known that, you know, you don't refuse the uh, the king. Well, this going back to to it's no difference than a man and woman being married today, because the, the, if we understand from a spiritual perspective, the throne, the king sits on the throne, mm-hmm. 
the queen sits next to the king on the throne. Mm -hmm. So without the king, there's no queen. Yes. So, so what happened to being grateful? What happened to being thankful that I've been summoned a call, a chosen to become a queen sitting next to the king? So therefore, you was a nobody before you got married to the king. So now you become a queen, and now you dishonor the king that made you a queen. Mm -hmm. So, so somewhere, uh, and I see this in a lot of marriage. Somewhere, she was manipulated and and thought this is my perspective that she was just as equal as the king. And I see that with a lot of it. Think about it. She had the feel that she was just as important, just as equal as the king by her not coming to the king. Yes. Mm -hmm. And not understanding you only a queen because of the king. Yes. So what has happened? Mm -hmm. What has happened during in this process? Is it possible those ladies that she was with did the same thing to her that the angels did to Lucifer? He pulled a third of the angels. Mm -hmm. He could not have pulled a third of the angels if he had not stolen the heart of the angels. Mm -hmm. Just like Absalom. Yes. So he so Lucifer, which is a a a, a representative of God to the angels, because mm -hmm. he's a cherubim. So he's representing God. He was a archangel, so therefore you got different categories, give different rankings. So whom he was over, overseeing, those angels evidently began to worship him or he began to plant seeds in the minds of those angels. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Lucifer comes in the presence of God. Maybe the other angels was not created to come in the presence of God like Lucifer were. Yeah. So, so here these ladies... Mm -hmm. Probably, and she probably was beautiful, exalting her. Say, oh, you awesome, you great, you wonderful. Oh, man, there's no other woman in, in, in the whole world like you. What the case? So, so is it possible just like Lucifer manipulated the angels, and because the angels probably was exalting him and telling him how awesome he was. Look, there ain't nobody that's like you. When you move, you make music. No other angel can do that. Mm -hmm. You're awesome. You're great. You're wonderful. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, that she ended up allowing the influence. We don't see this. You don't read it that way. But something happened. Yeah. Because she was with these ladies mm -hmm. when the king summons her. Yeah. And so, therefore, by he summoning her, she's with these ladies. She thought it was more important to be with these ladies than the man that summons her, yes. the man that made her queen. Yes. And you said she probably was beautiful, and the, the scripture says that she was beautiful to behold. So he wanted her to come to show her crown and to show her beauty. So uh, going back to uh, something that we brought out yesterday also, uh, she probably valued her position her place where she was more than she did the man, you know, the king. And and I thought it was interesting also when I went back over it, um, it says how she was holding a feast for the ladies, and it says in the royal palace which belonged to King Ahasuerus. So go back to what you said earlier that he was king before she was queen, probably was a nobody, but here she was in his place, in his palace, you know, having a feast with the women, what it, what she was doing belonged to the king, and that was more important to her than the king himself. Yeah, and uh, we have to uh, be really discerning because these are patterns in the Bible. Yes. These are not stories. Yes. These are patterns and these are principles for us to be able to see, for us not to be manipulated in the same thing. But I see it all the time. So, so... Uh, uh, I, I've seen where we can preach one thing, and then the same day before the sun set, get trapped and manipulating the very same thing. How's that? Because it's probably not. That's with all preachers. It's not with women, but all preachers. Why, why is that? Uh, because it's probably not real to us. What you know, it's just a, a good sounding message, but it's not real to us. You know, 
I've heard you say from time to time, do I have the uh, do I have the ability to see how it fit in my own life? That's good. So then, evidently, that message that the person preached and tried it and failed in it wasn't designed for them to preach it. Mm-hmm. It was designed because evidently God was speaking to them, but they took it as a message mm-hmm. and not as a word that was coming to them. I see this a lot, especially in the areas of the prophetic. We see people prophesying an accurate word, but the word they prophesied, they didn't realize it was for them. They'd given it to somebody else, but the word really was for them. And so so when we uh, uh, minister messages, we say, oh, that's a good revelation, that's awesome. Who stop and, 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 and meditate? How does this apply to me? So if you never lived it, then that message was a message of hypocrisy because you ministered something that was not a reality to you. That's sort of like people witnessing. I call them false witnesses. The Bible never told us to go witnessing. The Bible told us to be a witness. Yes. Be a witness. So, so one should be a witness. Mm-hmm. Uh, a wife should be a witness. A husband should be a witness. Now, now it, 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 it's awesome from this perspective because uh, 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 it, it, it's amazing. Tell you why. When the scripture says, uh, Corinthians, it, it, uh, the King James Version said, when we have preached to others mm-hmm. and we don't do what we preach, it said we become castaways. Other translations say we become disqualified. Mm-hmm. So we become false witnessing, a witness. So what happens with a lot of them, we go out witnessing. We go out witnessing. We tell people how good God is. God is great. God is wonderful. God is awesome. And so it has no power behind it. People don't respond to that. If the people, if the people ever stopped and say, God's good, God wonderful, God great, tell me the last time that he manifested in your life. Mm-hmm. That make it so wonderful to you. The average one of those Christians couldn't say a word because they're riding off the wave of what they was taught in the evangelistic class, or they heard somebody's testimony in church. But they are so miserable, and God does not has not become a reality to them. Mm-hmm. And so, but they're teaching this and trying to witness to somebody, it, but they have not allowed God to become a reality to them. The power. In sharing is 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 God become a reality to you. To be a witness, you witness it yourself. It's gonna you're gonna speak with authority, enthusiasm. It's gonna have more strength, more power. Yes. So the same thing. Uh, 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 with us preachers, great word, awesome word, but have not experienced that word. Mm-hmm. So that's going back to the anatomy of man, this, this series I'm doing on the anatomy of man. The Holy Spirit's job is to lead all of us into an experiential relationship with Jesus. That's his job. When he comes, Jesus said, he's going to testify of me. He's going to take what is, belongs to me, which really belongs to the Father, He's going to decree it, declare it, and transmit it to you. Mm-hmm. He's going to make me real to you when the comforter comes, the Holy Spirit comes. Yeah. So we got many people that is preaching and teaching, but the Holy Spirit hasn't led them into an experience. So we got a lot of uh, 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 women preachers. The reason I'm hitting on the women preachers is because they are the ones that are supposed to be the helpmate. Mm-hmm. But they put more emphasis on their their ministry to people than their spouses. It's one thing to say my husband is my ministry. Let's break that down. Uh, you you mentioned a powerful message uh, um, about a month or two ago um, that your uh, woman a wife ministry is uh, should be a husband. And you took that from the, uh, which I didn't, uh, I think I had heard it before, it came back back to me. Uh, T.D. Jakes, uh, on one of his albums, 
Yes, sacred love songs. Sacred love songs. So a woman's ministry should be her husband. So you up my ministry. I think that's the name of the song. The you, song. Up, you up my ministry. So how should a woman minister? Well, let me put it this way. Can a woman minister to her husband if a woman don't know her husband? Uh, no. <laughs> because she wouldn't know how, she wouldn't know him. You know, she wouldn't know what he like, what he don't like, and the the ins and outs concerning her, her husband. Well, can we say that a lot of women don't know how to minister? Mm-hmm. Because they don't know their spouses. Yes. The reason I'm saying that because the majority of women today live from a Western mentality. Not from a biblical mentality. They have a Western mentality. Okay. And what I mean by that, they look at the, the, the average relationship that all of us know. The average woman wants the man to minister to her. They carry themselves that way. Mm-hmm. They live that way. They have the same mentality. They have the attitude, what the case may be. But yet, we would preach this, we would sing this, but at the same time it's not real because we put the man on the man. Minister to me. So the man should be singing, you are my ministry, <laughs> the way the women conduct themselves in America, that is. Mm-hmm. But yet, from a biblical perspective, a woman's supposed to be the helpmate, but the majority of women want men to be the helpmate. Mm-hmm. And it's probably, and that's true, and, and maybe that's true because a lot of women don't, um, because of the way they were raised, you know, they have that mindset because they saw, you know, that model before them. And so they thought that that's the way that marriage should be. And so that could be the reason why they have that mindset. Not saying that's the case in all the cases, but, you know, that could be true in some of the cases. That's, that's, I can agree with that. Then I will say this right here. Then all these women need to question their salvation. Mm-hmm. Because you can have one thing modeled before you. Mm-hmm. And that what you what you had modeled before you ain't you. Yes. I'm not an alcoholic. My father was. Yes. Mm-hmm. My father uh, was poverty strict. I mean, he went in poverty strict, but he he wasted he wasted every dime that he got on alcohol or on himself. Yes. And not his family. Yes. And you know, and the same case with uh, with me. I didn't. Uh, you know, I had two wonderful parents, um, but I didn't understand concerning. Um, you know, having a uh, a mentor in my life, having someone to help me. Mom, I mean, I believe my mom did the best she could, both my parents. But now I understand that now that I'm I'm saved, you know, I understand that, uh, you know, um, in order to, that I'm the help me. I didn't know that when I was little, but I understand that now that I'm the help me. And so, uh, and I understand, you know, concerning, uh, uh, you know, my husband is my authority, uh, submitting to him according to the word of God. Um, what I understand now concerning being a wife, I didn't understand that when I was little. I didn't have that model before me. But I believe my parents were excellent in, their, in, in you know, raising me. But my mindset is totally shifted concerning, you know, what a biblical marriage should be. Well, they did the best they could raising you. They did. From, from from a natural perspective, yes. Uh, I wouldn't use the word excellent from the perspective. Of, then that means uh, you would have been have been trained properly. They didn't know. So uh, when I look at excellent, that means they are they are applying biblical principle. This is not just speaking thing naked. I'm just using the word when we use the word excellent. That they was good parents from a natural perspective. Your father uh, was a tremendous provider. Uh, he was a, a person that uh, I really admired because I didn't have uh, my father was in and out of my life. Uh, from that perspective, your father was a uh, from what we call good parents is people that have a place for you to stay, uh, they provide for you, uh, they give they they, they uh, give you money, educate you, whoever the case may be. But if you ain't saved, you die and you go to hell. <laughs> so so from that perspective, a lot of people like that in this world, but if they die today, they will go to hell. So we have to keep everything to a biblical perspective, a biblical uh, 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 mindset and frame, because people can listen to this and say, well, my parents are excellent too, but they ain't saved and they die and they go to hell. So we are biblical. We are saved. And so we think from a biblical perspective. So we articulate from a biblical perspective. But uh, uh, going back to... uh, 
being mentored, Basically, God mentored me, but he mentored me through Dr. Brown. He was the human instrumentality that God used. So a lot of things, and the purpose of mentoring is, is to not to, not to teach you. And this is another thing. It ain't about teaching you the word. It's about giving you life. And, and one of the issues that I see also in the body of Christ, probably more than anything, we're so inundated with Scripture, and people's impressed by that. Uh, people's deceived by that. People's manipulated by that. People's tricked by that. And 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 the sad thing about it, we want to we we go after deception. We go after that. We go after that because we are men pleasers, and not God pleasers. Very few people, uh, uh, really, really, is men and women of God. Because to be a man and woman of God, that means nobody's having more influence in your life but God. And but people is afraid, is afraid to obey God. Uh, now there's a, a preacher friend of mine. Uh, uh, he may be listening to this broadcast. Uh, he probably will do the archives. I don't know what the case may be. Uh, on my way to the office this morning, God brought him before me, and I began to put some questions before him. I say, "How is your prayer life going?" Oh, my prayer life is wonderful. And uh, uh, I said, now, I'm going to tell you why I asked you that question. I'm um, asking that question because the last time I heard you pray, uh, I sensed a shift in your spirit. And then I began to question him about uh, 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 him and his wife relationship and what is transpiring there. To make a long story short, not to go into any of the details, because we're not here to expose anybody, but I'm sure you're a pattern, a principle here about us being men and women of God. Uh, this is a thing that God has spoke to this person with to before. And, and now for two years, they've been out of order. And he brought that to my attention today, him and his wife. They've been out of order for two years. And I said, I said, how is it, and, and, and this person got a title behind their name, because I'm not going to call it a title. It's a high position in the body of Christ. I said, don't you understand that God will hold you accountable? Because you all is not divinely aligned, but yet you just told me that your prayer life is soaring. Everything I said, how could your prayer life be soaring? And you disobeying God in this area here. And you know you disobeying God. You disobeying God because your wife got more of an influence on you than God. And because your wife won't go with you, your wife won't line up with you, you now have succumbed. That's going to be a help me. The man's going to help me. So because the wife won't line up, I said, what could God ever do? I said, God can't do nothing with your wife. Nothing. That's because of you. You. So you believe, I said, you're tricked. How could your prayer life be soaring? How could you, and other things say it was going well. I said, how could it be? I said, don't you know the devil will bless you to keep you out of the will of God? And they agree, say, yeah, oh, oh yeah. So, so. And I said, and not only that, and you using this title, you using this title as a so and so, but yet you are living in disobedience. Knowing, I said, I see for one thing, he was ignorant, but you know what the scripture said, and I quoted the scripture that fit their situation. This thing is scary, scary. And then what's this right here? Who is he allowing to speak into his life from a biblical perspective? Now, I know him. Now, I had to get it by revelation. Now, I had spoke to this person in a long time. I'm leaving. God dropped it in my spirit, and it's always right on point. Call him. What's going on? Oh, everything's well. Apostle, praise the Lord. Then, when I'm talking, that's how the prophetic work in me. As I'm talking to you, it starts unfolding. And it starts unfolding. I said, well, do you think it's a coincidence I call you? No, no. And I said, and, and, and look at the top, look at the subject. So this is going to be being a man of God, being a woman of God. A man of God's responsibility is to adhere to the heart of God, the mind of God, and execute it. Now, there's not a preacher of life, woman or male, that have not made mistakes. I'd be the first one to say, I'm chief of all. Now, would you say 
that the, the level and the measure of lifestyle that you're enjoying today is a result of me hearing from God? Yes, I would. So, so uh, uh, when the Lord speaks to me, say, this is the direction we go, have you ever struggled with submitting to those directions? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I don't recall. You can correct me if, I'm, if, if there is a situation where I have struggled and I don't remember right now, but from the top of my head, basically no. Well, I agree with that, but uh, I, I, you, I have never really had any challenges from you. And when when God speaks to me and said a, a certain direction, that's that's one thing that I can uh, really thank God for. Uh, uh, so many men uh, have such a pull when God deal with them about something from the wife. They question it. They 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 I don't I don't believe that's God. Blah 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 blah. What the case may be, but I have an experience that, and I thank God for that. Uh, even when God would speak to me and tell me uh, to give uh, uh, large sums of money away, I have never, you have always come in agreement. I have never had a pull from you uh, since we've been married in 20, 25 years. Uh, you never uh, come against me on that, fault me on that. So um, that's one thing I am highly grateful for. Uh, when it comes down to uh, God giving me direction, uh, you usually uh, come alongside of me. I don't ever recall one time that you have not come alongside of me uh, when it comes down to those matters. Uh, um, um, but that have to carry over to every area. That have to carry over into the home. Not just a movement of God, but knowing when God tells me we're going to save money. Uh, God say don't spend no money. Uh, God say this, that have to be carried out in every area. Uh, God say... Uh, uh, um, um, uh, speak to me and say, well, I'm I'm going to do a different thing with this particular child than this child, whatever the case may be. And uh, I shared it with you. And that's another good thing, too, I want to uh, compliment you on, that you do back me uh, when it does come down, when it comes down to, those, to the children, when God speaks to me about something. And uh, uh, I admire that, appreciate that to the highest, uh, that you back me uh, uh, and you uh, reinforces it out of my presence with the girls. And so I, that has really been a plus in our marriage for 25 years, and um, I'm really grateful to the Lord for that. And I pray that God will use that to be a blessing to other young ladies and other uh, women, pastors, wives, and other women that will model that. And so I never have you uh, ever come against me uh, any kind of direction that I can ever recall uh, uh, in our marriage. I think this the greatest struggle that you and I have had, and this is good for us, uh, for the listeners, is um, uh, uh, when it comes down to personal things, and when I mean by personal, that I may give a directive. And I think you had made something that the first time you and I did this right here, we had put a question out there, and I think it was real good. Um, we were talking about husband and wife. And I think we're talking. About, I think we're talking about uh, correction, or whatever the case may be. Women conforming to their husband, and we. I think I asked the question, why do you think women struggle with that? And um, but you made a statement. I thought it was good. A good statement uh, that uh, well, sometimes the women may feel that you're not my daddy. You're my husband. You know, my my daddy corrected me, so my husband is is not here to correct me. So, but. If we go into that with that mentality, we're going to have problems because he's the authority. The authority job is to make sure everybody's in alignment with God. The Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 18 and verse 19 about Abraham. He said, I know Abraham. Uh, I have commanded him to teach his house, his family, his children, his household after him that I may give him the promise that I promised him. Paraphrasing that went. Abraham's number one job was to make sure his family was submitted to God. And God said, if you do that, what I promise you, I'm going to release the promise. So that's the man's job. So if the wife gets alignment, that's that man's responsibility to get that wife back in alignment, in agreement with what God has said. I, I don't think it's um, I don't think it's um, the wife um, um, coming against the correction from her husband. I think what a wife gets... Um, and uh, I, you know, I, 
I could um, just share in this. I think the wife, um, the average woman, the average woman probably um, it get a little bothered when um, when the husband the way he says it, uh, what he says, and that's <laughs> that's probably why the wife would say, you know, he's not my daddy, because you know when you're a little girl, you know, daddy raised his voice at you, but when you become married and you're husband and wife. You know, it's probably a shocker to always hear or to hear from time to time the husband raising his voice. Well, when you when you had make that statement, I thought it was real good. Um, so you know, uh, uh, you know, I was I'm a grown woman. You know, my dad has a girl. I mean, I mean, I didn't come here to get married for my my husband corrected me. Uh, but a lot of men probably uh, would look at it from a different perspective. Uh, but and, I, and I agree. But it's not the correction. It's how the correction comes. Okay. Watch once again. <laughs> you, you, that's good. Uh, uh, that's sort of like uh, you controlling. You want to control. That's like your children. Correct me this way. Correct me this. Way. But once a woman and a man, both of them say that they belong to God. Both of them say that God brought forth the union. So God know what kind of knew what kind of man. But a man don't have a right to abuse him or misuse. But if you think about it, what correction, what correction feel good? According to the Bible, none of it mm-hmm. feel good. So, so uh, when a woman act like a child, and a man bring correction, then the woman say, "I ain't no child." Then the man say, "Well, you acting like a child." Then here's his his argument. Now. If the woman is really a helpmate, does she have a helpmate mentality? If she really have a helpmate mentality, so if correction came, she wouldn't rise up and resist it and say, "It's well, well, it's how you say it." And that's why I get up here when I do a lot of counseling. That's always what I always hear. But just you know, it's it's how you say it. Okay, but did God know the person going to say it that way? Yeah, but what the person said was it right? Yeah, it was right. But but how does wait, 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 then you don't want help. You don't want help. You only want help unless help come to you a certain way. Do we control the help, we, or do you more concerned about getting help? So this thing has to be balanced with us. And so uh, when we begin to understand what a help made in, see, we, 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 we love giving not definitions of what the case may be, but can I, can I live this? If, if a person is a helpmate, a helpmate is sort of like a servant. They understand their position. The only way a person is going to resist when correction comes, they see themselves on the same level. They see themselves on the same level, and that's what I see with a lot of marriages. The wife sees herself on the same level. Well, the Bible says we should, we, should, we should become one. Yeah, shall become. You're not one yet. If you're one, oneness will reveal in your submission. And so that becomes an issue in, in the relationship. If you're truly a helpmate, then there will be no issue. Because what God's going to do, if that man is wrong, through your submission, will bring conviction to him automatically. But that's what happens when there's a resistance that takes place. Both of get it. So, but if a man is mature, when the wife rises up and resists, he should just leave it alone. Because he can't spank his wife. She's grown. So he should submit and yield and just leave it alone and let God deal with it. Well, this was an interesting uh, 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 time of sharing, but we have to make it real, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I get tired of scriptures being quoted, and there is absolutely no wisdom for application. And just like we just ended here about a helpmate. See, it's easy to talk about being a helpmate, but do I understand it from a practical perspective? Can I see it? Can I look at natural circumstances and situations? At what happened to me this week, whatever the case may be. Did I was I wasn't I not? These things is very important that we understand. All right, this is the end of this program. Uh for today, do not forget on uh, tomorrow, uh you will be with Prophetess Kathy. Um on tomorrow, uh Kingdom Women Living for the King. And you'll be back with me on Friday and Saturday. We're looking forward to our uh prophetic and intercessory teams coming together. Amen. To be a blessing to you. Tell everybody, call somebody to be with us on Saturday. If anybody need prayer, we don't want people just there, but somebody really, really need a miracle. Get them on that line. 
on um, this coming uh, uh, Saturday. Looking forward to being with you and uh, to be a blessing to you. So I hope the program was a blessing to you today. We pray that the rest of your day will be blessed. And uh, a blessing. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.